We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Let's read Genesis 1, 26, King James Version. And God said, let us make man in our own, in our own, in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them. I want to read that one more time. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So he created man in his own image and the image of God created he him male and female created he them. Somebody shout amen. Amen. We've been um, intentionally conditioned to be afraid or spooked by the things of the spirit. Um, I can remember being a kid, and I'm going to date myself a little bit with these these movies, but I remember watching Freddy Krueger. Who knows who Freddy Krueger is? (laughs) Um, Movies like Poltergeist. Uh, Pet Cemetery was a big one. Pet Cemetery scared me to death, y'all, when I was a little boy. Um, But I recall watching those movies like Chucky, um, I re- recall watching these movies, <clears throat> and um, they were movies where an evil spirit of sorts um, would possess or get into someone <clears throat> and have them do things of an evil manner. After watching these movies, um, I would always make sure that I-, I wasn't either in the room when the when a when a you know a commercial came on, or or, or if a commercial came on, I would just close my eyes and I would plug my ears because I had seen something that scared me and I didn't want to experience it again. I believe that it is the same way that we deal with the spirit realm. Um, when we start to talk about it, when we deal with it, when we start to delve into it, um, many of us want to make sure that we stay oblivious of it. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to, to hear it. We don't want to see it because simply we don't understand it. And we've been spooked at some point or we've been made afraid at some point to even start to talk about it. So when we start to talk about it specifically in church, many of us just shut down and it kind of just goes over our head. Or we get this eerie feeling when the pastor starts to talk about the spirit realm because there was a misunderstanding that took place earlier early on in our life that made us scared of it. The spirit realm, and I want you to understand this, the spirit realm is more real than the physical world you live in. It carries more weight. It is of more value than you sitting in these chairs right now. The spirit realm is that much more valuable and important. And what the enemy will do to us and has done to us is he tries to make sure that we stay oblivious to it. Because if we ever come into to a consciousness of it, we'll start to operate in the spirit realm and then we can win. But as long as he can keep you away from it and make you feel spooked by it, he knows that he can stay in control.
So he tries to make sure that he, he, he keeps us nervous about it. And even sitting here today, I mean, many of us are starting to feel this thing in our stomach because we're getting start, ready to start talking about this, the spirit realm and things that I don't necessarily understand. And what I want you to, to, to know is this, and it was so beautiful that in, in, in Mysterious Prayer this morning, she said that I was a spirit before. It is more real than you sitting in these seats today. So we're going to dive into this thing. <laughs> and it's going to be a good time. Y'all nervous? <laughs> this is good. This is good. Okay. Let's go back to our verse. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them <clears throat> have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God he created, created he him, male and female created he them. I want you to, to, to write this word down, tripartite. I'm going to put it up on the screen so that you have it and a definition. Tripartite. Say that with me, tripartite. I'm going to take my time today, y'all, because I want you to have these notes. On the final day of creation, God creates man. And unlike anything else that he had created, um, he says that I want man to be made in my image, in my likeness. <clears throat> Not that we have God-like powers, um, not that we have a physical body like God because God is not a, a physical being, he's a spiritual being. Um, not that we can do things God, that God has done. He says that I want them to be comprised or composed like me. When he says, let us make man, he is speaking of the Trinity. When we speak of this tripartite, tripartite likeness that we have of God when we say it about him it is him being the triune God it is him being the trinity it is it is God the father it is God the son it is God the holy spirit when we when we think about God he is the triune God but when we start to look at us because we're made after his image we, we are tripartite we're three parts we are a spirit we possess a soul and we live in a body. We are a spirit. We possess a soul. And we live in a body. Say that with me. I am a spirit. I possess a soul. I live in a body. Let's say it again. I am a spirit. I possess a soul. And I live in a body. Now, understanding this, this, this tripart. Tri tripartite being that you are, you have to understand it's pieces. It's three pieces. So after you leave this earth, after you close your eyes and you have now functioning on this earth anymore, your body will go back to the earth because that is what it came from. Your spirit will go back to its maker, go back to the giver of your spirit, which is God. Your spirit is going to go back to him. And then your soul will either end up in heaven or in hell based upon how you lived in the flesh and how you lived in the spirit. One more time. <laughs> My body will go back to the ground because that's what it came from. God breathed into the dust of the earth and he formed man. I will go back to that when I die. 
my spirit that he breathed into me will go back to him because he gave it. But when he gave me that, he also gave me a soul that I get to control, that I'm in possession of. And depending on how I live in my flesh and depending on how I live in my spirit will determine if my soul ends up in heaven or in hell. We have to understand, oh gosh, y'all, the power of the spirit. Because we've been, oh, okay, I can't get into my story. Let's go. Let's throw this next one up. Let's break these three parts down. The first part I want to deal with today is the, is, is the body, the physical man. I think I got a graphic. There you go. My physical man is where I am. Your body is the instrument used by the intangible you to engage with the physical world you live in. I know you see it, but I want to read it for you. It is where I am. Start where I am. Your body is the instrument used by the intangible you to engage with the physical world you live in. I want to make clear today, and I want to make sure that you understand this, and this is the reason why I want to deal with body first, is that you are not your body. You ever watched the movie Face Off? Right? It was a good movie. I don't know when that movie came, early 90s, whatever case, but a guy's face got cut off and he was the other guy, this, that, and the other. And it's like, you are not your body. It is where you are, but it is not who you are. It is where you are, but it is not who you are. Now, because of the nature of my body and where it comes from, I am predisposed to the things of this world. I am bent towards it. And the problem with my body is that my body has its own appetite. Apart from the other two parts of me, my body has its own appetite. And if I, if I don't understand that, I will find myself in situations and dealing with circumstances that my body loves, but my soul and my, my spirit hates. Because of the nature of this fleshly body that I live in, it craves for certain things. And, and, and it will drive you to feel its appetite. You ever had your stomach tell you it was hungry? <laughs> time to eat. <laughs> it will tell you it is time to eat. But it has other appetites. Outside of your, here's the thing, outside of your soulish man, we're going to get to him. Outside of your soulish man, it has its own desires, but your body has its own desires. But you will find yourself doing things and acting certain ways because of the appetite of your flesh. And if you don't understand it, it has an appetite and it has to be managed. You will be doing things that you don't want to do. Wow. You, you ever touch something that you did not want to touch? You ever look at something that you didn't want to look at? You ever eat something that you knew you shouldn't have, should not have eaten? You ever lay down with something that you? You will find yourself in situations and in, in relationships with people who you do not like. I do not like you, and I don't know why I keep coming back to you. It, the reason why you keep coming back is because the appetite of your flesh keeps taking you back to this place, even though your soul doesn't want to be there. 
Jordan, he's teaching good today. Watch this now. If you don't understand that your physical man, your body, where you are has an appetite for where it is, it will take you to places that will be hard for your soul and your spirit to get back from. We know that the enemy is the enemy is the enemy of our soul. Uh, I got to get my second point. I'm gonna give it too fast. I'm a preacher, so I got to do it in progression. Everybody shout, my body. Let's push to my soul, my soulish man. Now, my my, my physical man is where I am. My soulish man is who I am. Now watch this. Your soul is the seat of your thoughts, reasoning, passions, will, feelings, emotions, affections, desires, and memories. Shout, that's a lot. I'll read it again. Your soul is the seat of your thoughts, reasoning, passions, will, feelings, emotions, affections, desires, and memories. <coughs> Now, we just had this whole discussion about the body. But the soul of a man is where most of his trouble and vexations come from. Not necessarily his body. It is your thoughts or emotions and your passions that give you the most trouble. And it is in this realm of who you are that your enemy, Satan, does his best work. Let's go to Luke 22, 31. Y'all getting something today? Okay. <clears throat> Luke twenty two thirty one. 31. It says this. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Simon is Peter. Y'all know that, right? And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now, here's what blew me away, because you can just read that, and it's like, okay, what well, the devil wanted, Peter. But you have to understand Jesus, God in the body, right, in the physical, um, is talking to Peter in the physical. And he says to Peter in the physical realm that Satan, who is a spirit, desires to have you. When you read that, when you just read that text, you just say, well, Satan wanted to have him, meaning he wanted him. He doesn't want your body. He wants your soul. He will, he will, he will use your body just so that he can take grasp of your soul. But he doesn't want your body. He wants your soul. And here's the thing. We tend to get all messed up and emotional about all the physical stuff. And the enemy will mess with your physical stuff just to get you off kiltered in your soul. Okay, let's talk about Satan. You want to talk about Satan? Satan was once a, a, um, a high-ranking angel. <clears throat> and um, because of his his pride, um, and his desire to have God's glory, um, he was cast out of heaven with a third of the angels that took on his train of thought. 
He was cast down to what we know as, as earth right now. What happened, though, is that when he was cast out of heaven, he was disembodied. We know from scripture that angels have bodies. They don't, body not like ours, but they have a body. He was cast out of heaven, and he was disembodied, and he was disembodied and banned to earth. Satan, here, here's the thing. Satan and his demons and his imps needs a body, somebody to work their plans through. He doesn't care about your body. He, he really wants your soul, but he'll make sure that your body gets you into places that you say, I can't get back from, and then he'll keep, continue to work on your soul that he can have it. Why doesn't he want your body, Wanzo? Because he understands the principles that are already set in place. My body is going to go back to the dust. My spirit is going to go back to him. The only thing that he can have is my soul. So he don't care. Oh, gosh, y'all. He doesn't care about your stuff. He doesn't care about your money. All he cares about is getting you messed up in your soul. So we, the enemy is busy, girl. He, he, he is busy. Do you, listen to me. The text is so strong that it says Satan lusts after you. Not this fleshly body. He lusts after your soul. You see, he's upset with you. Because, because you got grace for what you did. Okay. I want you to understand, and I said this when, when, when we opened up and I gave you the definition of body. Your body is an instrument. And it will march at the beat of whoever is hitting it. I have to be, I don't want you guarding your stuff. You have to guard your soul. Listen to me. He will manipulate your emotions and your feelings. He will, he, he, listen, he will in, manipulate your feelings about God. Just so that your soul is exposed enough so that he can keep you wherever he has you. I wish I, had a, I wish I had some more people in here to help them understand this stuff because we'd be chasing after the physical realm stuff and trying to grab it and hold on to it and build it up and, oh, my God, he's taking this and he's attacking that. No, 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 no. He's attacking your soul. All the enemy cares about is your soul. So, what, wow, gosh, what is my soul? <laughs> your soul is the seat of your thoughts, your reasoning, your passions, your will, feelings, emotions, affections, desires, and memories. All right, I'm going to take your silence as agreement. <laughs> Let's push for the spirit. Jordan, this is my last one. You can start playing. Is it up there? Okay. Y'all writing this down? This is like Bible study-ish kind of stuff, isn't it? I like this kind of stuff. It's my kind of church. I like going to this church. So my spiritual man, my spirit, spiritual man, is what I am. <clears throat> Can I 
can I say this? And I just gave, oh gosh. So the reason why your soul is often under attack, and that is the place where you feel your most confliction is in, in your mind and in your, in your heart and the way you feel about things is because my soul, which is who I am, sits between where I am and what I am. My soul is what I am. And it sits between where I am, which is my physical body, and what I am, which is the spirit. And it is always confused as which way it is to go. Sometimes it's pulled this way and sometimes it's pulled that way. And the enemy understands that you're not sure-footed in your soul. <laughs> so it's easy for him to pervert thoughts. It's easy for him to manipulate feelings. Because if he, if he understands that if you ever fully step into the spiritual realm and understand who you are and what you are, you wouldn't do the things that you do. Okay, let's get the spirit. What I am, your spiritual man is where you engage with and experience your eternal father, the God who created you. <clears throat> Say that again. Your spiritual man is where you engage with and experience your eternal father, the God who created you. I told you to write down John 4.24. We're going to go there. Now watch, watch what he says. It's John. He says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm going to read that again because I think two people missed it. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John clearly states for us that real engagement with God does not happen in your body or in your soul. It happens in your spirit. I want you to understand that your enemy will be satisfied if you showed up every Sunday and brought your physical body to church along with your soulish body but never had an experience in the spirit. Can I say that like this? The enemy applauds when your soul gets happy. <laughs> because if, if it just stays right there and it never makes its way to your spirit, you didn't have the experience that you needed. John says God is a spirit. And he's searching for people who are waiting on him in the spirit. Oh, gosh, y'all. He doesn't care if you bring your physical body to this edifice. He does not care. He does not care if you sit here in tears. He does not care if you get happy. But he gets scared when there's a presence in your spirit. If, if, if you do not experience God in your spirit, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, 
you miss it. So Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's getting ready to go back to heaven. And, he's, and, and, and they're all distraught. Like, Jesus, you're leaving, man. Like, why are you leaving us? And Jesus is like, yo, calm down. It's going to be better for you that I leave. Watch this now. He says, I'm here with you now. But I got to go back to heaven and get my spirit out of my body so I can pour it into your body. He says, I'm going to make my spirit available to all men. Because that is the relationship that I had with man in the Garden of Eden. Oh, gosh, y'all. In the, in the Garden of Eden, man experienced God in perfection. Spirit, soul, and body. And because of, and because of sin, man was, was, was cast out of God's presence. God withdrew his spirit. And ever since that moment took place, and ever since that happened, man has been thirsting for this emptiness in his spirit, which only God can fill. God is a spirit. He's searching and he's looking for someone to pour his spirit into so that they can be fulfilled. Here's, check this out. Real uh, regeneration and, 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 re and real understanding and a real relationship with God only happens in the spirit realm. Real change cannot take place in your physical man if it had not already taken place in your spirit. It won't last. Yeah, you can, you can curb your habits and you can stop doing some things and you can push people away and get yourself out of bad influences and all those different things. But it's only a matter of time that things will go back the way that they were if you didn't have a change in your spirit. If he was not poured into your spirit, man. Now, here's what we're going to get into over the next couple of weeks. The longer that your spirit, man, stays vacant, dry, needing the quenching of the Holy Spirit, you're susceptible for other spirits. Scripture says that, the, that evil spirits go searching dry places. So here's the thing. I was paying attention to something a few months back. <clears throat> you know these, these, um, these Halloween stores, they're called um, Spirit Halloween. You know what I'm talking about? This is about two months ago that it just started popping up all over the place. And if you pay attention to what this, this organization does or this company does, is that they don't own the building. They just occupy the building. Oh. Even though it was purposed for something else, they occupied the building because it's empty. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to understand something here this morning. I have to be willing and ready and yearning for the Holy Spirit to fill my spirit, man, so that I'm overtaken by something that does not belong there. Oh, the building was purposed for something else. It might have been Michael's. It might have been a bookstore, but it failed, and I was empty, and I was being filled by something that does not belong there. And after it gets done, oh, gosh, here we go. After it gets done and gets everything that it wants, it throws away the building because it knows that the building is no good. I'll move on to the next thing.
I want y'all to understand the severity of leaving your spirit man susceptible to things that it wasn't made for. We're going to talk about this man in the next couple weeks, over the next few weeks. That I think will help us guard against and be aware of what's happening in the spirit realm. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.